Oh, man. You made friends with them. See, friendship is the booze they feed you. Because they want you to get drunk and feel like you belong. Well, it was fun. Because they make you feel cool. And hey, I met you. You are not cool. I know. Even when I thought I was, I knew I wasn't. Right, because we are uncool. Now, while women will always be a problem for guys like us, most of the great art in the world is about that very problem. Good-looking people, they got no spine. Their art never lasts. And they get the girls. But we're smarter. Yeah, I can really see that now. Yeah, because great art is about you know, the guilt and longing and, you know, love disguises sex and sex disguises love. Hey, let's face it. <laughs> yeah, you got a big head start. I'm glad you were home. I'm always home. I'm uncool. Me too. You're doing great. You know? The only true currency in this bankrupt world is what you share with someone else when you're uncool. The Lifers Podcast with Scott Lucas, Gabe Rodriguez, and Ben Reiser. And now, here's Scott, Gabe, and Ben. Gabe, how's the uh, New Year's water thing going? How's, how's water February going? Water January? I didn't know where committed to that in a real you know real life scenario but i have been eating more salads and drinking more water Ooh, where are you getting salads from are the vegetables in these salads yes i go to target and get my salad in a bag <laughs> pre-made and okay. you just mix it mm -hmm. so you're getting bagged salads from target yes i get the chopped uh caesar salad there's not a whole lot of stuff in there, and then I make my own salad. I'll, I'll, I'll make uh, my own version of the Cobb salad, whatever that is. A Cobb salad? Wow. Yes. Gabe, it's, I don't know who this guy is. I, I is eat more guy? salads in the summertime, and it's summer here all year round, so I've been eating more salads. It doesn't mean I'm losing any kind of, or gaining any kind of muscle or anything. I'm just not eating so much processed food, but whatever. I'm, I'm trying Nice. I got a clean bill of health a couple weeks ago, so I'm feeling good. That's good. That's nice. The box that came, that that was shipped, had no problems coming back or whatever. Well, <laughs> <laughs> when you, you, you shipped out a box of poo, is that what you're talking about? Yes. In so many words. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't put it that way. But How, how would, would you, you put, put it? it? I don't know, but the face that I had to keep straight when i took that box to the ups store i'm like i don't think they know what this is but if they looked at the symbol on there they would know could they this smell it shit, this is shit in a box well, it's, it's, you can't smell it 
in the grand scheme of things, that was probably nothing for that UPS store. God only knows what gets sent. It is Florida. I don't know, but if if you, it's the company is very well known. If you see the box, it's square. They should make it more discreet. I know what that is. And if I see that box again, I'm like, you're carrying a a pile of crap in there. (laughs) Was it a pile? You put a pile of crap in there? Whatever. How do you 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 procure the product (laughs) you're putting into that box? How does that work exactly? So are you like, so are you like Scott's gonna crouching play. over this thing like like Brian in a hotel room? Right, hold, on mean, a second. hold on a second here. I, I didn't ask you how you laid down and bent over when they shoved the camera up your butt. I didn't bend over. I, I, I laid on my side like everyone does. On your side? Yeah, they asked me to lay on my side. And, and then, then he they was put out. out. He doesn't know what happened. He was uh, in the twilight. Yeah, the then I was out. Lay on my would, side, and then I was out. I wouldn't That's even what want happened. that. So, just say, all right, I'm so I told you. Now you tell me what happens with your... You get a little... Uh, Receptacle. I don't know what you call it. It's like a little... Baby Does Heidi have to take you out, and she has a bag... <laughs> She has to walk. It's a little she thing to walk you put you around in circles. She walks you around <laughs> in circles. To you. <laughs> you put the little thing on the toilet. It's, it's got a little hole, and you whatever. I, I can't even describe oh. it. Oh wow! You're, you're doing a great job, by the way. <laughs> I know, but, but, so you put it in the toilet. The bat. The box goes in the toilet. No, the plastic cover goes between the toilet seat and the top of the toilet, so it doesn't fall in. And then the, the big round tube or whatever it is. And you on- find this less degrading than going to the hospital and getting knocked out. Oh, man. It's not something I want to do ever again. But, hey, every one or every three years, you're supposed to have a checkup. And, you know, we, we know people that had things found in that manner. So, hey, you do it. You know what I'm trying to say? It's it's preventative maintenance. But do you also? You know, I, I didn't get it. Tell me again. I can't. I can't describe this in so many words. Do you, you know other people it. who've gone for this option rather than just going in like a normal person and getting a colonoscopy? Ron DeSantis. They told me. They told me that <laughs> yeah. if you see anything in this thing, you know, there's a good chance we can. We'll have to do a colonoscopy later. But if you don't see anything, then you'll wait. Couple more years and then we'll see it again. So they didn't see anything. They didn't see anything. And you trust these shit merchants. How would you like to work for this company? You receive boxes of crap every day and you have to go through it and dissect it and taste not taste it. <laughs> All right. Speaking yeah. of shit, did you guys watch the Grammys last night? I did not I- watch it. I didn't, but I'll just tell you a little story. My daughter called me this morning, and I said because, and then I had read that Harry Styles, who's she's the biggest fan of Harry Styles. I said, "Oh, I, she is, or you are." She is. Okay. And I said to her, "Oh, I didn't get to see it, but I heard Harry Styles won Best Album." She's like, "Yeah, that was weird." Why? I said, "What do you mean?" She goes, "Well, he didn't deserve it." I'm like, "Harry, you're saying Harry Styles?" who she's been worshiping for like five years, 10 years. He didn't deserve it. Well, no, he wasn't, it wasn't as good an album as Beyonce, which I'm like, okay. And I said, I also heard he performed. She said, yeah, it was terrible. So 
This is from the horse's mouth. That at least the Harry Styles performance was not to be. Uh, well, I didn't watch it last night, and then I was like, you know, maybe because I thought you guys watch the Grammys every year, so I thought you guys would want to talk about this. Wasn't there one year as we're going on and on about? Hame yeah. or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So I figured you guys are probably going to talk about this. So I fucking watched. By the watched way, that's Haim. 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 Great. Great. You're right. If you want to go crazy, you could give him give him one of those Jewish like Haim. Yeah. Okay. okay. Go ahead. Yeah. We did. We did go crazy that one year. But that. But by the way, that was when it was a pandemic and there was nothing else to do or see. It was like okay. Well, I had a lot home. of things to do around the house today, so I put it on. I mean, you know, and, and the other thing is, I like to say, you know, that things aren't for me, you know, it's mm. not for me. Mm. And clearly, it's not for me. You know, I don't even know how to pronounce the band's names. But but then, then I realized, you know, that's not necessarily a reason to not watch it, you know. So I watched it and it was, it was not for me, but, you know, I didn't hate it. You know, I sort of feel for young rockers who might not see themselves in a show like that, but I mean, that's the way it was when I was in high school. I hated yeah. everything that was on it, you know, so why should I be into it now? But my time for being offended by something like that, it's long gone. It's like watching a high school prom. I'm supposed to get pissed about that. But the one thing I can say about watching the show, now I know that that Harry Styles song is sung by Harry Styles. I had no idea who that was. For all I knew, it could have been Spoon. Do you know this Harry Styles song, Gabe? I don't know this stuff. I lost track of pop music a couple years back when I went to satellite radio and stopped listening to regular FM radio. And now I can listen to... So you're saying you were listening to pop music? Yes. When you were listening to the radio? Yes. I don't think you were ever... Well, maybe some at some point in the early 80s, maybe you were listening no. to pop music. You know who... who a pop music star that got on that grew on me from listening to the radio was Kesha. Oh, I watched Kesha today do a T-Rex song with the on the. Uh, that's another thing I watched today: the Dave Grohl concert. Dave Grohl, the Foo Fight, then the Foo Fighters tribute to Taylor okay. Hawkins thing. Yeah, that was that came on after the Grammys. I was like, okay, I'll, I'll watch this. And Kesha came on and did. Children of the Revolution by T-Rex, which was pretty fucking cool. I think she's talented. I like her. Yeah. So I've been watching a bunch of stuff. Speaking of uh, the Foo Fighters, who do we have on the show today, Gabe? D from Radke. D from Radke. D Radke? D from Radke. D of Radke. D Radke. D Radke. D D remote. No. No. <laughs> Dee Dee Radke. Dee Radke. Of the band Radke. Of the band Radke, yes. Second member of the crew of Radke to be on as a guest. Right. We had Dadke, Matt, <laughs> the manager, before. Dadager. So, Dadager. So, what are you going to say, Ben? Well, I was thinking, okay, we had the dad, now we've got we're getting D tonight, and D's the oldest brother, I think, so we can do this like reverse chronological order or or, or age order or whatever. So Yes. Who's who's who is the middle 
brother? Is it Solomon or Isaiah? Solomon's the youngest. Isaiah is the middle brother. Okay, so we need Isaiah on after tonight. You know what they say about middle brothers? That's a great question. No. What do they say? Something. I just don't know what it is. Okay. We're all in accordance there. Well, I, you know, I'm, I'm bummed that you guys did not watch the Grammys. I, I watched it for you. See, every time I try to, like, join the conversation, no, I don't watch that. Well, why don't you let us know these things? I would have watched it if I knew you watched it. I thought you guys were going to be talking about it, talking about Taylor Swift or whatever, and then, you know, I'd be like, oh, hey, I watched it, rather than being out in the cold. Bonnie Ray won something, and it was uh, unbelievably moving. Um, Shania was on there. She was making... <laughs> Kind of a spectacle of herself. They did a 50th anniversary of hip hop, which was pretty cool. Buster Rhymes came out. He fucked the place up. It was great. You're a big. I saw something. I saw something about 50th anniversary of hip hop, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm 51. Did hip hop start in 70, 72? Yeah, 73. Do the math. I, I'm trying to do the math. It started because of you. No. What are they trying to say started in in 73? Who, who was the beginning? The Bronx. Of, just the streets? Or Brooklyn. Or was it the Bronx? Hollis. Did I? <laughs> 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 this started in the Bronx or Brooklyn? Run DMC was the Bronx. That's okay. 80s. Well, no, Hollis, talking- uh, that might have been in Queens. It wasn't Brooklyn. Definitely wasn't Brooklyn. I think it was the Bronx. I think Hip-hop I heard Hip-hop started say. in the Bronx. I can't remember. LL Cool J was kind of the master of ceremonies for the whole uh, thing. No, you know, Hollis, excuse me, Hollis is indeed in Queens. Run yeah. DMC are from Queens. But that, but they're saying it started with somebody else instead of Run DMC. Yeah, I don't know if I they say know. Africa, Africa Bombada or who, what was the name of that, Ooh, um, yeah. what was the name of that crew? It was a whole crew. Grandmaster Flash. Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. Yeah, I think he's the Bronx. Yeah. I didn't think it went back to 73. I thought it was like 77, 78. But 73 sounds sounds early. 73. That's when okay. it started. That's when That's New when York Dolls were starting. I mean, my goodness. Yeah, it was, there was, it was a hotbed of stuff. stuff. I remember I was in New York once, and I was walking behind this, this woman. And, uh, I mean, this was like, this is probably when we were on tour together. This was years ago. Walking down New York, and I'm like, wow, this, this woman's a goddess. And then I hear somebody yell, yo, yo, shorty. And we both look over, and it's Buster Rhymes. And he's on the phone. He's like, let me holler at you. And he doesn't even get off the phone. And she, like, goes over, like, right away and, like, starts talking to him. And, you know, he starts chatting her up. And I assume that they went home together, you know. But it was just, I was like, fuck, man, Buster. Uh-huh. I Ain't thought no you were going to tell me that that lady turned out to be David Johansson. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, yeah, that would have been a better story. So what else did I watch? Okay, I watched uh, You People for, for Gabe. I'm kind of hard-pressed to even say the name of that movie because it sounds kind of strange to say that. You People? Mm-hmm. You don't remember when John McCain said You People on... on- on an interview one time and he got in trouble for it because that's kind of like a taboo thing to say yeah but i don't remember him saying that i mean i he said he didn't say you people he did say something 
Oh, no, he did say you people. He goes, who pays for it? You people. That's what he said. But see, everything out of John McCain's mouth back then sounded racist. <laughs> anyway, the movie, you saw the movie. What'd you think of it? You hated it. Uh, listen, I make it a rule not to complain about something that I knew was going to be shit in the first place. Right? It seems like everybody watches Netflix movies, but no one will admit to liking any of them. So I don't understand what everyone is doing. They're just like, yeah, I saw that movie. It fucking sucked. Okay, well, what else have you seen? Another Netflix movie. How was it? Fucking sucked. So I'm not going to complain like that. But, it, you know, it sucks. Did you like it? Can you give us a review? A full-throated endorsement? No. But I can no, not a movie. Not a full, what's going on hate, with you? I didn't, I didn't, he doesn't I want stuff movie. up his butt. He's full throated. Listen, it you was, didn't hate the movie. It was entertaining to me. Uh, what the what hell exactly about it was entertaining? Jonah Hill. I like Jonah. Him. Jonah Hill was entertaining to you. I didn't say he was entertaining. I said I like him. Okay, I didn't even no. recognize him. I knew. Yeah, it was okay, him. okay. Let's let's stop there. Can I ask? Is this what he looks like now, or is this what he's looking like for the movie? I don't know. I want to say it's only for the movie because the beard, the slick back hair, and then you know whatever. A, 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 the hair helmet type of thing. I mean, <laughs> he looks like that that golden cat in Excalibur. I mean, it's, I don't know what's going on here. Right. But Julie Louis-Dreyfus, I like her. I love Julie Louis-Dreyfus. The things that they make her do and say in this movie is uh, offensive. I think that's the point. At the mo- it's embarrassing. It's not offensive in the way that they want me to be offended or that <laughs> it's offensive that somebody that great had to debase herself. I mean, it's it's like nobody is that stupid. Right. But she's playing the character who, who did. She can play a character, but she can't play stupid. Julia Louis-Dreyfus is incapable of playing stupid. Okay. Except in that one Seinfeld episode where she's not getting any sex <laughs> the thing about the movie was it was to me it was entertaining to sit back and just not have to think and just laugh at the dumb what is uh, this fascination with not thinking you just want to shut it off and and not think about anything when you're watching a movie sometimes you don't it doesn't have to make you think ben are you agreeing with me or not i mean isn't there something in your brain that you want to engage when you sit down with art garfunkel Ben have you seen this movie no 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 but I did read an article a couple years ago that said that really intelligent people do gravitate towards really bad stupid movies I Um, thank you for that I think (laughs) you're going to talk about like what like the jerk and Kubrick or something like that no, I really do mean like these sort of mindless Netflix garbage movies. And I do, there is somebody I know who's like a, uh, I think for lack of a better term, he's an astrophysicist and he does tend to watch that kind of crap. So I do think <laughs> there's something about, I do think that people who do have jobs or careers that require a lot of, you know, brain power during the day want to just veg out in front of something at night that they don't have to think about. I'm not saying that that's Gabe. I don't, I'm not buying that excuse for, for Gabe. Not that Gabe's not intelligent. I don't know, but I'm, 
landscape seems nostalgic. <laughs> I don't think his job is that taxing that he needs to unwind with some Pete Davidson garbage. But uh, uh, no, all I'm saying is there is light entertainment and there's silly mm-hmm. stuff. And yeah. you know, listen, I sure. I like Friends. I'm a Friends fan. I don't like to tell people that. I don't go shouting it from the top of the mountain. But I'm a fan of Friends. I think Friends is funny. Okay, I wouldn't watch it just because I want to turn my brain off. I actually right. laugh. It actually cracks me up when Joey makes uh, jokes about sandwiches. It makes me laugh. Nothing in this movie makes me laugh, except maybe laugh. for Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy, Eddie Murphy is the only reason to watch this movie. But I don't buy that you should watch something that's shitty because you're going to shut your brain down. Why can't you watch something that's good that you enjoy to shut your brain down? It just seems like people hate watch Netflix all the time. And, <laughs> and people are like, go, oh, you know what's a really good movie? The Menu. It's like, because that's all you do is watch shitty movies on Netflix and superhero movies. And then you think a movie like The Net, the Menu is, oh, mind-blowing, original. I saw The Menu. Yeah. And that's not. I've seen movie. The Menu many, many times over the last five or six years. And it was called many different things. Why do we have to watch shit? You don't know it's going to be shit. It, it was number one on Netflix. It was Eddie Murphy. You Jonah know Hill. it's going to be shit. I didn't know anything about the movie. My wife put it on. She's like, here, let's watch this. And I'm like, okay. And then I saw a couple of things that made me laugh. And I'm like, okay, I'll sit and watch it. Okay, so you laughed. We, there was two scenes where I laughed. When Eddie Murphy's hat that he got from Louis Farrakhan was on fire. That was funny. <laughs> the most unfunny scene. <laughs> no, that was funny. And then when Julia Louis-Dreyfus took off the, the lady's wig... You didn't, you didn't think that was funny? You thought that was funny. It's <laughs> funny. Anytime you take off someone's toupee or wig, it's always funny. Always. Automatic uh, laugh. Uh, it's Automatic not funny laugh. to take off a black woman's uh, wig or weave. It's just or, a person's no, that's wig. That's not funny. And it's, I know, but it, that's, that's it's not funny. funny. It's funny. You go out there the and you try that laugh. and see how far you go. I'm not going to do it. No, I would never. <laughs> the point is... I didn't hate the movie. So what? No big deal. Sure. Sure, I guess. I just I just think there's plenty of light entertainment out there that is terrific. I think there's heavy movies that are horrible and heavy movies that are great. And there's light movies that are horrible and light movies that are great. I saw a different movie the other day. It was with okay. Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner. Uh-huh. He's up in the in Montana or Wyoming somewhere. Yeah, and his wife—that's all of them except had for to, the dreams. They had a a, ba- a grandson that they had to go get from. Yeah, a bad family. You know what I'm talking about? That's a good movie. Yeah. Wait a minute. They, he's trying they're... to rescue his his grandson from a family. Yes. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. his his son. Yeah, was... leave 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 her alone. Leave them there or something. Don't leave her alone. Leave her alone, some crap like that. Anyway, it was, it was all right. Yeah, the woman who plays the grandmother was like fucking yeah, terrifying. Yeah, she was scary as hell. Yeah. And Diane, Lane, up, Diane Lane is the wife. Yeah, is Diane Lane's in it, yeah. Of course. Now see, that's a good one. But yeah, it's not light entertainment, is it? Is that Taylor no. Sheridan? It's not. Let him no, go. It's not. Let him go. Let him go. I, anyway. saw, I saw that in a theater. Did you want to talk yeah. about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Scott? We've been picking this around and talk, threatening to talk about it. I've been chomping at the bit. 
We ran out of time last week, so, you know. And, oh, looks like we're out of time now. Hey, everybody. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> so, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They nominated Iron Maiden again. Yeah, they skipped him last year. Is that what they did? Okay. Yes, it was two years ago that they nominated him. And, and Do they think they're throwing us a bone? Does the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame think... I think they're going to get snubbed again because last year they put in Judas Priest. Now, I'm, I'm looking at the, the fan votes here, right? The official fan vote leaderboard. And uh, are you looking at it, Gabe? Because don't look at it. I'm not looking at it. I don't even know where to find it. I'm okay, on so, the official so page. So I, I think, Ben, have you seen this? Uh, yeah. Oh, you've seen it. Okay, so I'm, let's see if Gabe can guess. Okay, so do you know who's in the lead, Gabe? Do you think it's Iron Maiden? I would say no. I would say uh, George Michael. You think George Michael's in the lead? Just my guess. That's a really good guess. It is not him. Rage Against the Machine. No. No, Rage Against the Machine. Mm -mm. Willie Nelson. No. Missy Elliott. Ooh, she is she is second to last, actually. Yeah, but the, the real question is, why is the public voting? Cindy Lauper. Cindy Lauper's winning. But why does the public get a vote? Who cares what the public thinks? Uh, who cares what Jan Winner thinks? Who? <laughs> See? You Brenner? All right, so... So, so you think that the people that are part of the academy, you trust them more than the fans, is what you're trying no, to say. No, it should be weighted. There should be some some weight to the fans' vote, but not the whole that's thing. What, that's what it is. That's what we're talking about. Can you explain it to them, Ben? Who knows? What, what goes on here? Ben. I don't know what goes on. So there's people <laughs> like industry insiders, uh, some musicians, some writers, uh, Jan Wenner, managers, yeah. Does it work Industry like weasels. the uh, Does it work like the baseball Hall of Fame where like it's the the musicians also like just like the players get a vote and then the writers get a vote and it's a combination of those two I don't know, I how don't baseball hall know. Of Fame I think I, I what happens is each member of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame or something or of the voting body gets five choices. They get five picks and then also they've started this thing i don't know how many years ago but they put in the fan vote so that they put the, the votes from that and they, that gets tabulated so that accounts for you know like bon jovi and uh def Leppard and you know right, bands like right. that okay. i think would get in because of that so this year cindy lopper is ahead in the fan vote which is which is Good cool for her yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised, and it's super cool. Uh, George Michael is second, Soundgarden is third, Willie Nelson is fourth, and Iron Maiden is fifth. Um, so I thought, since we did the Oscar thing last week, we could do, we could like pretend that we're in the voting body. Like Gabe, you can pretend you're Tom Morello after you've finished nominating your band for like the fifth year in a row because you're on the nominating committee committee um you vote for five bands and they have to be on the list though on the list have you seen the list i'm looking at it yes i see it okay so the list is cindy lopper george michael soundgarden willie nelson iron maiden warren zevon joy division and new order 
which I I don't know how I feel about this. Ben, do you feel a little? I think that's little, kind of a cop out. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah. So they they're but, lumping. But by jo- the way, and I'll just and 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 I will posit an example of why this makes no sense. They put in Bruce Springsteen as a solo artist, and then maybe five or ten years later, put in Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band. Also, they both both of those entities are in the Rock and Hall Hall of Fame, and yet somehow they thought they could right. combine. Yes, yeah, separately. But somehow they thought they could combine Joy Division and New Order. Those are different bands. So, so like we were talking about with the Oscars, it's kind of a bullshit institution. Is, is that mm. what you're saying? Okay. Yeah. So Joy Division, New Order, Rage Against the Machine. Again, someone, someone over there is really pulling for Rage Against the Machine to be in this one. I don't know who it could be. I don't know who's campaigning over there. But his initials are trademarked. TM, you know, I don't, I don't know who it could be. Raging as Machine, Cheryl Crow, Kate Bush, psst, come on, The Spinners, The White Stripes, uh, Missy Elliott, and A Tribe Called Quest. A lot of good, a lot of good ones in there. So let's pretend we're in this voting body and we each get five choices. Write down your five choices right now. Gabe, do you have it? I don't know. I mean, I I have four, but if I pick the fifth the way I want to pick it, then I'm shunning... You know, just walk, looking it's, over the, the other people. It's not easy. I'm, no. But, you know. That's funny because I had trouble finding five of these people that I even gave one single shit about. So. <laughs> but you got to pick them. That's the rule. I did. I picked them. But I didn't have a problem like thinking, oh, no, I'm leaving these people off. So you, you picked a bunch of people that you don't give two shits about? I, I, I had trouble finding five artists on this list that I personally care about. How? It's not like there's a lot of undeserving people on this list. I agree. I'm not saying anything about them. Just saying for me personally, in my collection. Okay. The ones you don't have room for a lot of these people. I mean, I have, I have, I have, they're, they're in my annex. Okay. You understand? I have like a little trailer out back. (laughs) You understand? (laughs) It's my annex. You get it? Oh, my annex is killing me. I've got my auxiliary collection down in the basement. That All right, well, who wants to go first? Want me to go first? Yeah. Okay. Well, Set the tone, will you? Let's see what I got. Okay, so uh, I, I, I got Soundgarden. I got in Willi- this order? No, not in this order. I just went down the list okay. and, and picked them as, as, I, as wow. I saw them. Wow, okay. Would they be my first pick? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. But Willie Nelson, he might be my first pick. Then Iron Maiden. Uh, and then I went with Warren Zevon. Uh, and then the last pick was pretty tough for me because I was thinking the spinners. And I like Cheryl Crow. And then I was like, oh, I got to do Tribe Called Quest. But 
Honestly, I, I, I think despite how annoying it is, I got to go with Joy Division, the New Order thing, just because of Joy Division. So Soundgarden, Willie Nelson, Iron Maiden, Warren Zevon, and Joy Division. Those are my five. Sorry, Tribe Call Quest. I'll go next. Go nuts. All right. Number one, as if there's any doubt. Oh, so <laughs> you numbered them. <laughs> okay, perfect. All right. This is good. I picked Iron Maiden. Oh, what? <laughs> Interesting. Hold the phone. The most deserving band on this list that deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Do they want to be in there? No. Bruce said to him, he will, they'll have to take him kicking and screaming from his grave or something to that point. That's reverse so that's, psychology, and we all know it. So uh, cut it out. I don't think cut it, it is. Cut it out with the nonsense. I don't think it, he, he's, he's, he's a big he's jackass a, to a he, lot of people. But anyway, they, they deserve it. Pioneers of heavy metal from 19, whenever they formed in 77, till today, still putting out masterpieces. Yes, Gabe, we're all aware. Number two. Of your feelings. I pick Cindy on Lauper. Iron Maiden. Cindy Lauper, number two. N- number two is Cindy Lauper. This yes. is why Gabe is the goat. <laughs> I don't know if she wrote her music. I, I can't tell you this for sure. I just oh, found so- out. I found out yesterday that Rolling Stones didn't write "Time Is on My Side." No, it's not. Well, I mean, they did lots of covers. I know, but that's but they also the- wrote their own songs. I know, but that wasn't one of their hits. That was a hit that they took from somebody else. I want to know that Simeon Yeah, but they started out as an R&B. I know. Just like the Beatles did a lot of covers. I, I get it. So then what's your fucking problem? I just wanted to know that they wrote that song. Did they write, did just, they write Wild Horses? Yes. Okay. Rest uh, assured I, that all the songs <laughs> that you know of, they wrote except for Time Is On My Side. What's a song uh, that I, I was freaked out about when they played, when it turned out they were playing it live for the first time a couple of years ago? Oh, yeah. I can't remember. Uh, Rock in a Hard Place. <laughs> anyway, Cindy Lumper, I put her in there. She's, she's done a lot boys. of things for, for, for women in music since the early 80s. Early 80s. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Who's this? It, hey, for a guy who doesn't have time icon? to write, uh, to listen to our podcast, he writes a little speech about each one of his candidates. Go ahead. Number three, George Michael. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Go on. It, he's been away from this earth long enough oh, where my. now it's time to put him in. <laughs> oh, man. One of the you, reasons I did not pick. You know what? Pick. You're pompous enough to be <laughs> in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame voting body. I'm picking Willie Nelson as my fourth. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> put him in before he dies. He deserves it. Let him see himself in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Have you... <laughs> Are you reading all this stuff off of a prompter? No, this is me. This is my last one. Of your head, my last one, and this is a tough one because I didn't know which way to go. I'm gonna do something and go way contrarian. Way way, contrarian, contrarian, contrarian cereal. The cereal of Captain Contrarian. I picked Missy Elliott as number. Oh Oh, my! Wow. Wow, an iconoclast in our midst. <laughs> Iron Maiden and Missy Elliott. Yes, I skipped over Soundgarden because it's too early. It's too early. <laughs> oh, he hasn't left this world long enough he for you? He hasn't long enough. No, he's not. <laughs> oh, my no. God. You're amazing. Wait, so uh, 
Missy Elliott is is a first time ballot. It's okay. fine. Soundgarden has this is their second time, and they've been eligible for a lot longer. Eligible this is the first year that Missy Elliott is eligible. Okay, the Put white stripes. It's for <laughs> first ballot. Okay, she's a first balloter. Okay. So you've got Iron Maiden, uh, Cindy Lauper, George Michael, Willie Nelson, and Missy Elliott. I mean, I, I've got no problem with that list. You, okay. Your logic, you your logic is, is, you know, Gabian as usual. Well, but, but listen, it's, Missy Elliott had nobody in front of her, nobody behind her. She's she's not the goat. She's but she's up there. Singular. She's a singular talent. She's great. You think you think I'm here to like talk shit about Missy Elliott? I am not. I'm, I'm just, just saying, put her in before Soundgarden. She did more for her genre. Okay. And Soundgarden did, as far as I'm concerned. All right, I got it. no problem with that. I mean, maybe I got a tiny problem with that. I think Sound Soundgarden has done quite a lot. They did a lot, but they'll have but, their time. Their time is coming, but not yet. This time is over. He's dead. How many people you want to be dead in that band before you give him? All right. Uh, <laughs> ben, you, you should have went second. I don't know if you can top that, but please well, try. I'm excited to, t to, to let everyone know that there's a lot of crossover between Gabe and I. Yeah. Um, um, I've seen your list already. Right, right. And But I, will but, but I don't have any grant. I, you know, first of all, I don't know. I don't want to speak about anyone's long-term careers or where they were in the history of rock and roll. I mean, this is a bullshit Hall of Fame, and clearly it's not about rock or rock and roll. It's right. just pop music of all kinds. So Cindy Lauper is on my list. Eventually, I, I if you sell enough records, you're going to get into this thing. Yeah, yeah. And right. you know, and and her three there's three ballads of hers that I think are I always I just loved First time I heard them, and I still love them. Time after time. Okay, so I think I talked over you. No, number one for you is Cindy Lauper. Number one for me is Cindy Lauper. Lauper. Number one, or just the first one you picked? Just the first one I picked. I'm looking okay. in the order right. of this okay. this list, like you did. Uh, time after time, True Colors, and is it called All Through the Night? Is that one of her ballads? I don't know, but yes. two of those are written by the Hooters, right? No, no, no. I don't time after that. time oh. is written by the Hooters. Time after time. Isn't it also written by, maybe co-written by her, co-written by... Um, the Hooters, look it up. Jules, uh, whatever. Some other dude who I respect more than the Hooters. I think and if right. the Hooters did write Time After Time, they're stupid because they let that one go and it's so much better than all the rest of the songs that they left for themselves. It's the dude from the Hooters who sang backup on Time After Time. That's right. I didn't know that. But is he the is he the only writer of that song listed? Songwriters: Cindy Lauper, Rob Hyman. That's the guy from the Hooters. Yeah, Cindy okay, Lauper so co-wrote that song. She gets a credit. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I like how you say she gets a credit, like you're saying she didn't really do it, but they gave her a credit. No, that's not what I meant. I said okay, so. Good. She, 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 and, you know, uh, she's so, in there. And that true colors all all through the night, and she, and she bop is pretty good. You know, girls just want to have fun. Fine, great. Cindy Lauper. And I'm with Gabe on this next one, George Michael. That Jesus album. Jesus Christ, you guys are just. That Faith album with Father Figure and um, Faith and uh, Hard Freedom. Day and Love the Whole Freedom. Album. Nope, Freedom. that's not that album. But that's Freedom's a good not song. on that? It's no. not on that? Faith? That was the next one. And that was like the only hit off of that. Oh, right, right. 
the Listen Without Prejudice, Volume One. Is that what that was? I think so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that's the call. Okay, Cindy Lauper, George Michael. And then Willie Nelson, just because, you know. Got to. He should be he should be in every Hall of Fame, right? At this yes. point in his life. Uh and then two Does more. Does outlaw two, country mean anything to you? Right. And then if the that other ain't rock two and roll, are, you can kiss my ass. Exactly. Take and this the, job and shove it. My fourth pick is um Joy Division New Order. You're you're picking them for Joy Division, Scott. I picked them for the New Order I think side of that equation. Right. So it's almost like we're picking two different bands. <laughs> Could be. And then uh, finally for me, uh Kate Bush. Uh-huh. Uh I loved Kate Bush. Because you're a huge day. Stranger Things fan. No. Yes. But I heard that first uh, that album that's got that Houdini song on it, uh, and sat in your lap. Yeah, that that hit me at the right time. So the only person that all three of us have on their ballot is Willie Nelson. Well, it's interesting to me because he's the one that l- means the least to me personally out of the people I picked. Like I'm, he's the one I'm giving to because well, it's Willie Nelson. But like I don't care. I probably listened to Cheryl Crow more than I've listened to Willie Nelson in my life. Hmm. So you're just a big poser. Yeah, I think that pick is a bit of a poser pick for me. How does Joy Division and New Order count as one? Did I miss something? Because the same guy. Because we it's the same it. guys, except for the guy that killed himself. What? Okay, so it's like. Uh, That's why they call New Order. Is it? I don't know this stuff. I'm not into the '80s new wave. <laughs> No, you're just into the shitty new wave like Cindy Lauper and Wake Me Up Before You Go Go. What's another example of this where it's to be the same band minus one person and they change their name? And Audio Slave. Count? I was going to say Audio Slave and Soundgarden, but that's so. Then why isn't Audio Slave part of the Soundgarden vote? Because they're they've already got uh, Raging Against the Machine in there. <laughs> there has to be another. And Audio Slave sucks. No, they don't. They have to yeah. have another band example. Dude, of there's, there's you think Audio Slave is good? The song Cochise is pretty Fuck good. off. You don't like it? No. Audio Slave is one of the worst bands of all time. You just don't like Tom Morello. I don't. <laughs> you He's didn't, a jackass. You excited? Were you excited when you heard that Chris Cornell and Tom Morello were going to gang up? And- no. With the rest of the guys from no. Rage, you weren't excited. You're were like, no. Ah, I knew it's. I could smell it a mile away. And you know what it smelled like? It smelled like that stuff you put in a box. <laughs> hey everybody, it's D. Do you want me to call you D. Radke, or what do you want me to call you? Just, just call me D. Oh, uh, uh, D. From Radke or something, I guess. Okay. All right. But I mean, what should we list you as? Like, you know, on on the episode, who are we talking to? D from Radke. D from Radke, <laughs> but it can't be D Radke? Listen. Like Johnny Ramone and Joey Ramone? If it works for Cher, it works for D. No, if it works D. for Joey Ramone and Johnny Ramone. Well, that's true. Well, yeah. Who does he want to be, Cher or Johnny Ramone? Who do you want to be, Cher or Johnny Ramone? Uh, let's go with Cher. What is it? Wait, what is it? What is it? What, how are you listed on, like, album credits? Just uh, I think I'm listed as D Radkey. I think maybe. Uh, oh, so well, D Radkey is okay. My, I think 
I I'm not com- I'm not completely sure actually. Um, let me look. Wow. Look at Do this you have guy. to check with your manager? He's so, he's so fucking big. It's like you know, you know, he doesn't uh, even bother. With, he doesn't know. I don't know what's on the album. Who cares? Because I don't, I don't think we use my legal last name. That's um, what I was. Yeah, which that's is what we, I was asking. Which is we, 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 we don't. Yeah. Yeah. We can bleep that out. <laughs> yeah, just put me on. Just get put me on as D uh, from Radkey or something. Hey everybody, it's D Radkey or D from Radkey or D whatever. <laughs> yeah. It's D None no, Your Business. Works. That's yeah. his last name. D None. That doesn't really work. Do Ben? Do you like CDs? Do I do like I CDs? Like, do you like CDs, Ben? Yeah. CDs nuts. <laughs> Good, <that's great. laughs> I walked right into that. You sure did. You usually yeah, yeah, yeah. do. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so D, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, yeah. Pretty well. How about yourself? So, uh, yeah, when you texted me the other day, I had been spending a couple of hours looking at your face, so it was pretty weird. Yeah, you're telling me you were working on the movie. Well, that's what I told you. I was just staring at your face, actually. <laughs> so it was just one of those things. But what, what, when I was like, all right, maybe you should do the show Monday, you didn't even want to do it because you were concerned about your brothers and well, whether yeah. or not they should be on the show instead. Which was adorable. Yeah, I thought I would give, uh, like, say, a chance to be on. I couldn't remember if he had been on or not. So I was like, oh, well, I had done that. You you'd called me randomly on uh, one of the episodes. Caught me right. off guard. And I was like, oh, well, <laughs> since I've already been on there, I guess I'd give him a chance to be on. But Isaiah's actually been on the show, too. Yeah. Like, Ben interviewed him on, what, the, uh, the Milwaukee show, Ben? Yeah. I think I got everybody backstage at the Milwaukee show. Oh. But I think at, Isaiah at had point. the best answers. Yeah. Yeah. Pro- yeah. Probably, yeah. But, uh, but I mean, it just, for me, it reiter- reiterated, like, how tight you guys are and how, you know, you're a band, you know? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, we, we're, pretty, we're pretty tight. We've been, I mean working on music and touring and we've known each other all our lives so yeah we <laughs> haven't really i mean back in the day we had some like you know brotherly like arguments and fights when we were like really really young before the band started and stuff but right. you know as we got older we're we've gotten pretty close so you guys do fight because i've never seen it no no we don't really fight but you have fought we fought in point. the past yeah like when we were little kids <laughs> right you know so let's talk about that. That's so normal. you guys are from uh, St. Joseph, Missouri. St. Joseph, Missouri, yeah. What was that like? It was okay. I mean, St. Joe's, there's not much uh, going on in St. Joe except for, like, crime and uh, <laughs> meth. Oh, yeah, meth? Yeah, yeah you know. Sounds great. It's a real meth there in St. Joe. Yeah. So you guys formed in 2010. and uh, Yeah, around there. And your dad told us that was because of school of rock. It was the inspiration for starting a band. Do you remember it that way? Yeah, I think um, I think school of rock was a the big... movie, not the not, yeah. not you guys went to school yeah. of rock, but it was the movie with Jack Black, the right. Link Later movie. Right. Um, I think school of rock was a big driving force of it, but I I can't remember if I had started playing like 
drums and all of that uh, before School of Rock. I'm pretty sure I had. Mm-hmm. So um, I was pretty adamant on playing music when I was younger and trying to get, I was always trying to get like a band started with my brother, with my brothers, say in particular. And um, back then I think he just wanted to play video games and stuff like that and just hang out. Um, So nothing's changed. Right. Yeah. And we all, you know, we all play video games and we're all like playing games with each other and stuff like that. So. So you started playing drums? I started off on the drums. But then, uh, I, yeah, so I taught myself how to play the drums. And then uh, I went and started taking drumming lessons. And uh, the teacher, he was like, he wanted to teach me like a bunch of the math behind it, like the music theory. And it's, I wasn't having it. Uh-huh. And so, because I'm really bad with math. And so um, my... So I just moved on to guitar and I stuck with that. And then, yeah, I was just like, this is what I'm going to stick with. And But you've only got to count to four with drums. You've got to count to 12 with guitar. <laughs> you really are bad at math. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty bad. So <laughs> when did Isaiah start <laughs> playing bass? I don't know exactly when he started playing bass, but I think that he kind of, he was kind of picking it up and uh picking getting on to it it was like on and off you know uh earlier early on and um we'd kind of play together for a little bit and then i think probably school of rock came in somewhere in there and really like kind of inspired us and um and then i i got i had gotten into a cover band with uh that was like my dad's uh ex-bosses cover band and i was uh-huh. like playing bass in there so i was playing say's bass at the time in the cover band and uh and then we had our first live show my first live show was like with this cover band and i think they saw that say and saw saw that and they were like oh we can do this and so that's when it really started like they really started to take it seriously and we're like let's start a band and let's go do this I wanna go to school, make friends I'm gonna be cold one of these days I gotta go to school, there's a good chance Better let me go, do you wanna be friends? Last two days and I'm about to get it Forget my noun today I'm too late to pronounce you And I hate to wake my teacher up Tuesday I'm about to quit This is my last weekend Tuesday's that I'm out not scared Cause I got good soul and I got good stuff So I wanna go to school 
So your first show was in 2011 opening for Fishbone, though. Was that the first show? So, so that was the first show as Radkey with, with all of us together. Right. Yeah, opening up for Fishbone. That's yeah. a pretty good first show. Yeah, it was insane. Like, uh, it was in front of over 100 people. It was insane. Like, um, we had no business really being on that show because, like, we didn't really have all the songs necessarily necessary to do it. And also, um, so, yeah, we didn't have the time. We were underage. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we kind of just lied and got on there. And then from then on, we, so we did the show. I was nervous. We were all nervous. Got on. Where was that at? Was that at Hurricane uh, or Record Bar? It was at a place called the Aftershock, I believe. I believe uh-huh. it was a place called Aftershock. Um, and then, yeah, we thought that all those shows were going to be that packed afterwards, you yeah. know? And no, it wasn't, <laughs> you know? It was almost like we, so we got a glimpse of what things could be in the future, and we kind of just went and built our following from there. Right. And and what was Fishbone's reaction to you guys? Do you remember? Um I don't I don't rem- I don't I think uh Norwood was cool. He we met him and I think they were cool and liked it, but I don't know if most of the members actually watched us. Um, yeah. I remember I remember Fish um I remember Angelo Moore, he was like hitting on our mom after the show and stuff like that. And then I think we've told you this story before and our dad had to kind of step in and kind of show him like, you know, right. uh, that that was his wife. And it was funny because he was like, oh, you, you're, you're something about your eyes were mesmerizing or something. And he was like, kind of like messing with her earrings or something. It was weird. Well, I mean, wh- what were you listening to like back? I mean, what was what would you say like the influences on the band were when you first started out? Well, we were mostly, I mean, we were listening to a lot of different stuff, but I would say our, our biggest influences were like Nirvana, um, Weezer, um, Ramones, stuff like that. And mm-hmm. we had also, you know, um, we had, uh, Pixies. We did go to school, to school for a little bit, public school. It was like, elementary for like a little bit and when mom would drive us to school we'd be listening to uh system of a down and that would be one of the songs uh toxicity uh that we would listen to so i enjoyed yeah. that a bit quite gabe a bit. still can't listen to system are you of serious oh, gabe can't. Why? No, no, hold on he's not allowed there's some, good, there's some good stuff but some of that stuff that gets way out there i, I can't understand what uh, you're talking yeah. about. it just sounds too freaky but ariel's hey, hey that's a good song yeah yeah, Ariel's um, BYOB. I, have, I like that. I don't one. know if I can follow you there, but <laughs> oh yeah. Um, but yeah, they have a. I think they have a lot of good songs. I I love Serge's voice. So you're listening to uh, the Ramones and Weezer. So you so there's just this sense of strong sense of melody because like when I listen to your stuff. All yeah. the songs are so goddamn catchy. So if, if those are your like formative influences, I can see, you know, where you're, where you're coming from. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I think so. I think that the melody is really, uh, you, you know, all of it's important, but I think the melody is like really important. And because um, like you could have like, you could have some not so 
good lyrics and the melody could be catchy as fuck and uh, can, I, I can cuss right on here. Yo, we fuck yeah. <laughs> you, you can. Gabe's not okay. allowed, but you can okay. at this point so, in your yeah. life. So yeah, you could have like, you know, not so good lyrics and the melody could be catchy as fuck and it gets stuck in people's ears and, you know, um, right. pay attention yeah. to melody a lot. Melody's number one. It's king. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, what, what's the songwriting process usually like? Um, the process is a mixture of things. Uh, I think back in the day when we first started, um, most of the songs I had written or come up with uh like cat and mouse i wrote and out here in my head uh we're going down and then we started and then say had mind ride um but then like as we started progressing as a band um we started to you know be more collaborative so like we would start a jam and i would be I would start a riff, you know, a random riff when then everyone would come in, I would show kind of be showing say the chords on for him to, you know, follow along with the bass. And then as we got into a groove, I would start uh singing some gibberish lyrics over the, you know, with the melody over the riff. And then um say would start to hear lyrics and start writing stuff down. Mm-hmm. Okay? And then uh after we were done jamming, he would go and refine the lyrics or whatever, and kind of we'd come back and start jamming some more. And I think that's how it went for a little while. And then Say would start coming to us with, you know, his song ideas and stuff, and we'd start fleshing that out and working on that. And I'd find like where the core, what would be the best chord placement for to match with the melodies and stuff, and make sure everything's like on point. And, so you guys start playing out in the Kansas City scene? Is is that what was going on? Yeah, we started off there and then um and then St. Joe some people from uh, venues at St. in St. Joe were like, "Oh, let's have them play." Oh, and, okay. Uh, what are the venues in St. Joe like? There's a place called the Rendezvous which we we thought was cool at the time. There was another place I can't remember, but they were the it was a venue that it was a venue that thought that we were a rap group mm-hmm. because we, like we gave them the CD and they saw like the image or or whatever and we were like dressed like, you know, rock dudes. I don't understand how they could have gotten <laughs> rappers, but uh um, I do. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, how much of that do you have to deal with? Is, is that or is that a real thing, or is nobody give a fuck? It's a real thing. Uh, that that happened probably with once or twice in our life. Um, I can't remember any like clear instances of that being the case. Um, usually, like for uh, there are a few instances where we got. Uh, some people who would be like, oh, you're playing that white people music or whatever, or white people's music. It's like, oh, okay, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> if you know history, then you wouldn't be saying that, but uh, that's that's funny. Um, but yeah, other, other than that, like, haven't had any other, like, ridiculous instances. No. All right. So, what was it like playing with Death? I mean, did it freak those guys out to see a band of brothers who were b- black playing punk rock after all those years? Uh, so we didn't play with 
Yeah, I think we just oh, I think we did like an opening thing for their documentary or whatever. And that's I what that I, was. I think that's what it was. And um, yeah, because I don't think they played, if I remember correctly. I I remember they were nice, and you know they were they're pretty cool. So wait, you yeah, guys? Yeah, I mean are that was such a crazy movie. time for those guys. You guys are in the death movie. You're in the Foo Fighters. They're not movie. in the death we're, movie. We're not in the death movie. Oh, we, you're not in the death movie. No. There was like a showing thing, and then there was like a whole thing where we got to like open up and play. Oh, okay. And yeah, from what I remember. But you're in the Foo Fighters movie, and you played with the Foo Fighters. Yeah. Yeah, that was insane. And you're in the Local H movie, and you played with Local H. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 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 But you're not in the death movie, and you didn't play with death. Two out of three works. bad. See how that works? Yeah. You got to be in the band's movie to play with them. Yeah, exactly. It's fucked up. That's how it works. That's how it well, works. Well, it's it, it's cool that you even um, offered us to be in your movie because, you know, that's... I, I'm pretty stoked to see, like, how that turns out because... Um, I don't think we've done anything like that before. Um, no, you guys are really good actors. It really turned out pretty well. Oh, Your yeah? performance is, is great. I, was, I hope it wasn't too. Uh, I hope my uh, acting wasn't too uh, uh, fake looking. I was well, I, I just hope you don't get typecast. <laughs> you know that that's the only typecast. thing I'm worried about. Yeah. Yeah. They only want you to play D from now on. It's yeah. It's screwed up. <laughs> well, it seemed like a few years ago you guys were on the verge of something. You were like getting a record deal and booking agents and then you seem to back away. So, I mean, what happened? Yeah, there was, uh, we were with another century and they were pushing stuff and they were treating us pretty well. And then they got swallowed up by oh. red music and we kind of got put on the back burner, I think. And, um, we we're also, they're also trying to like push, uh, riders on us and whatnot. And I remember there was just whole What's thing that? with that, like, just having people come in and like basically change our change us up you know they wanted people to like oh music writers yeah I was like, oh, oh outside writers i see i was like you guys signed us because you liked our music the way that we did it why would you try to like bring someone in to like change our our flow you know like in the way that we do things and it it was cool when you know we had bill stevenson come in and you know work with us but um it was i'm only laughing because that's that's a pretty big deal bill stevenson coming in <laughs> yeah well that's that yeah he actually like helped work like you know produced like the out one of our albums and, uh, uh. and and like that was cool but we didn't want like some like we didn't know whoever they were trying to get to come in and right with us it's like i don't know about that i just remember being at a show and one of the dudes was just like in my ear talking about how he's not going to be mad if we don't do it and oh like i would really want you to like work with this guy and blah 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 and i was like no like would you would you have like asked like i don't know these other musicians like way bigger than us if you know hey work with this guy and like write with this guy or whatever. It's like, I don't know if he would have, I think they wanted to change us to make us more, uh, mainstream or something. I don't know. Like yeah, they wanted you to fit the suit. 
Yeah, it's like, oh, no, just let us do our thing the way we're going to do it. I don't think there were, to them, we had songs that were good enough to be pushed on radio. Mm. And uh, there is, I guess there was some older dude that was, you know, in control of putting song, getting songs on radio. And he was, I guess he was like part of the reason why we couldn't get some of our songs there i have no i'm not exactly sure but i think that's what that was and that's kind of lame it's you know probably because they weren't catchy enough that's probably what it was you guys don't write very catchy songs
so the, that Foo Fighters movie, like really, it seemed to me like it, it was the perfect timing and it was, and it really helped you guys, you know? And sometimes that it seems like those things don't make a difference to a band, but it really seemed to me like th- that it really did for you guys. Like yeah. It gave you a good kick. Yeah, it really did. And it like gave us, uh, we made a lot of new fans out of that. Like there are people who still come to the show from that like whole span of time when we we're doing stuff with the Foo Fighters and that's cool. And they're bringing new people. So that's awesome. Um, well, you're going to have that for the rest of your life. Oh yeah. You know, everyone's going to, people can come up to you and go, Oh, the first time mm-hmm. I saw you was with the Foo Fighters. Yep. I mean, we saw people come into us, you know, being like, we saw you with the descendants and local H and, uh, you know, we saw you with Jack White and all this stuff, so that's cool. And, um, yeah, but, I'm just super grateful about so that. So the movie was first. It was like, what was the Foo Fighters movie? Was it something about, it was something about vans, right? P- bands that were touring bands. And bands. bands. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. Was it, was it called Bands and Vans? That's not what it was called, was it? Uh, Yeah. It was? Bands and Vans. Okay, I was gonna the... say get it. I was gonna say get in the van, but that's the Mike Watt thing. So I bands was like, and vans. yeah. Um, okay, so bands and vans. Yep. I think it's called so, what drives us. Or it, what what drives us? I oh, I'm thinking. It's... I'm thinking of. I was thinking of the. There's a podcast. Never mind. <laughs> Every time I come up with something, what drives us. He's like, no, right. Scott, you idiot. So, <laughs> yeah, it was what drives us. You're right. Um but it was talking about bands in vans. Right. That's why I'm confused. Yeah. Right. What drives. So what drives us, which yeah, is it was much more poetic than bands and vans. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was cool. And so we had, so did you go there or did they come to, to so your we house? We went there to his uh, studio and did the interview. And, um, that was surreal. That, that recording out. studio? Yeah. And what is then, that, Studio 606? Is that what that's called? Yeah. And then, and then like, he toured, he gave us a tour and stuff, a little tour, and then we got down to the interview and stuff. And So what's in there? What, what, what was the tour? What did you see that was cool? So, obviously, the the Neve was there, and then we had, he had, like, some big, like, picture of him like as a king or something it was pretty cool um, <laughs> did he <laughs> yeah it was interesting um and Check then this uh, shit out <laughs> and then uh what else was there all right so then you started playing some shows with Foo fighters yeah yes so let me ask you uh did they have a bigger crew than ours <laughs> <laughs> no actually no Oh no! Okay, it was cool. pretty. It cool. was a pretty small. Uh, Were they playing in bigger uh, rooms yeah. than when you played with us? Uh, yes. Okay, just bigger rooms, mm-hmm. bigger crew. Smaller crew, bigger rooms. Catering better. Catering was good. Okay. Right. <laughs> cool. How how uh, did you how did you how did you two bands come to connect? How did Local H and Radke get together at first? Radke played with us at Record Bar. Yeah, and we were downstairs, and you guys started sound checking, and I was like, "Huh?" And I went upstairs, and <laughs> uh, I was like, "Ooh, this is pretty good." And I went downstairs where Brian was, and Brian never gives a shit about the mm-hmm. 
opening bands, uh, or very rarely, I should say. And I was like, Brian, you should probably come up and check this out. And he went up there and he was like, oh, wow, this is really good. And, you know, <laughs> so, so yeah, that was the first time. I don't think I've ever gotten that perspective. No, I, I didn't tell you that story. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah. Like, you know, I was a fan at Soundcheck. Wow. That's pretty cool. <laughs> do you remember what you played for Soundcheck? I don't remember. I do. No? You do? Yeah. What did we play? It was a Foo Fighters song. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. All right. So those Foo Fighters shows, did they, they, did you, that first one that you played, where, where was the first Foo Fighters show you played? Oh man, I don't remember what. Was it? <laughs> you don't remember anything, dude. I don't. I sometimes I was it in I Albuquerque. Albu I remember Albuquerque was one of them, but okay. I don't know if it was the first one. Um, so can you remember like were you like freaked out? So that whole time we were doing shows with them, I wasn't nervous until we got on stage and I had to play. Um, I'll stick around with them. Uh -huh. That was the most nervous I had ever been. And because I remember I was like, I was playing, I was playing the song going over in my head. It's like, all right, where well, I'm going to have to do this. And um, I better not fuck it up. And I remember playing in the jam room at, at one of the venues and I was in the venue playing on their gear. So they've got a jam room. Like yeah. they practice before they go on stage. Yeah. They have a jam room in, in the venues and I was in their jam room playing on their shit and next door is them in their green room banging on the door, on the walls and whatnot, cheering me on, basically. I was like, oh, this is crazy. <laughs> um, and then uh, I remember walking to the stage with Pat Smear on the way to the stage. Um, this is before, like, the show and everything. This, like, set up and everything. And he was, he was talking about, so you're going to play... I'll stick around on on a guitar, right? And I was like, yeah, I'm gonna sing and uh, play the guitar. And he's like, oh, you're gonna sing too? Oh man, you got balls! <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like uh, that was an interesting interaction. Uh, and yeah, and so we did the we did the song, and it turned out really well. He like introduced us and everything. Saying Saul got on stage at some point and started jumping around and dancing and singing with us. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah. All right. So you guys get the Foo Fighters bump and then you go out with, uh, you went out with Offspring. Yeah. Um, we went out with Offspring after that. Um, and who else have you gone out with? You've gone out with the Descendants. You were talking about Bill Stevens earlier. Yeah. We went, we did a few shows with Jack White. We did like three or four shows with Jack White. That was cool. Um, How'd that go? Did you play any songs with Jack White? <laughs> no, actually, no. we didn't. That would have been cool, but he uh, he did come. So we were watching his his set, and I remember I think it was the stage manager that came to to tell us, "Oh, Jack wants to talk to you guys after the set in your green room." And so we were like hanging out in the green room, and. Uh, Jack White comes in and he's like telling us how he found us and he like he saw that uh, commercial that we did with that MasterCard commercial with SZA a little bit ago and he was like oh wow and then he said he was telling us about how awesome we were and like gave us big hugs and stuff and I was like that was another surreal moment with like someone we had grown up listening to you know their music and 
uh, to hear that coming from Jack White was pretty cool. So does he give bigger hugs than me? <laughs> no, you give the oh, big, you give oh, big I, hugs. I give the biggest hugs, yeah, okay. Yeah, right. you give the biggest hugs, of course. So and so you're playing with, with all these big bands, and then you come on tour with us, and we give you COVID? Or did we not give you COVID? <laughs> <laughs> did no, they give actually. You, did, did Dave Grohl give you COVID? No. No, he didn't give you COVID. Well, but I did. You didn't give us COVID, oh, okay. actually. I'll try harder next time. It was interesting. It was, I was, I thought we would have got, we would have gotten it though, because like we went out with uh, Brian, you know, and we. With Ryan. Like, you went out with Ryan. We, or with, yeah, with Ryan. Yeah. And we were just talking about Brian. So. I know. I know. Uh, I get we, confused we went out with myself. Ryan, we, went, we, uh, we went out with Ryan and uh, I was sat like right across from him, you know, and it was like. <laughs> If anyone was gonna get it, it would have been me, and I would have passed it on to everyone, you know. But yeah, uh, luckily we didn't. Yeah, he was so worried about that. He was like, yeah. "Oh no, I gave it the D." Yeah, I was. Yeah, cause yeah, yeah, I'm sure he mentioned it's like I was sat across right from D. <laughs> uh, but no, we survived. Yeah, yeah I didn't go out with you guys that night because I was doing a, a, podcast, a podcast with these guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we dodged the bullet. Yeah, you probably <laughs> definitely would have gotten it if both yeah. of us were at, at dinner. Yeah, but um, yeah, that was an interesting time. That whole COVID situation. Yeah, were you freaking out during that? Well, whole yeah, season? because when I first heard about it, like people, you know, we were still doing shows and we were out and stuff doing shows when that was starting to really like pick up and whatnot. And I remember. Like some people after shows, they would be like talking to us, doing their thing and spitting in your mouth and all this stuff. And I, I remember I got really mad once. I didn't show it to the person, but I got really mad on the inside. And I was like, after hearing COVID, you know, and I was like in the green room, just all mad about it. And I was like, man, this dude like spat in my mouth and was spitting all <laughs> over me. And I was like, ah. Oh. You guys dropped a couple of singles last Last year, are you guys ready to put out a new record? What's going on? Yeah, now? we're actually we're actually in the uh, we just recorded another song and we're working on an it's in mixing right now. We're working on an I think we're gonna do an EP and then we're gonna release an album sometime later this year. Um, so yeah, it's gonna be an EP and then that and then we'll probably tour on that. So will games and better than this be on the EP? I think so. Yeah. Right, you're taking a little break now. Uh, yeah, because we I mean, we don't have another show until like the 18th, I, I think. So, um, yeah, yeah. So we're just chilling, uh, writing songs, and playing a lot of video games. Are you watching The Last of Us? See, I want to check that out. I heard it's good. It's good. Um, I, I'm excited to check it out, though. I want to I want to see it. Yeah, I didn't realize it was a video game. But of course, apparently everybody but me knew it was a video game. Mm -hmm. So, so you don't you don't play video games at all? No, you, like I'm really good at Galaga. Galaga. Okay. Galaga. Mm -hmm. D. By the end of that tour, you did Local H. You'd become a fixture on um, Wolf Like Me and Bound for the Floor. It's that one was of those. So fun. Is one of those songs oh, more more fun than the other for you to play? Oh. 
Oh man, I, I see "Bound for the Floor." That song really was one of my favorite songs when I first heard "Local H," and so like that one was really fun to play, and like be able to play it with with you was incredible. And then like "Wolf Like Me," like that was just so fun too. Like it was like a it was just a huge party. Like everyone was just like super like into it. They were like, uh, man, the energy that we had playing that dude that was so yeah that's what so the movie cool. looks like it looks like a huge party i wonder if yeah. I can pull up the movie right now and show you that scene Ooh. while yeah. you're pulling it up i think d i think you're the youngest person guest we've had on the show is that right ben what do you think no well d tells me he's in his 40s so i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i think uh, well, I, actually, I think what's I, his name justin from uh no, no justin's 43 d is 29 yeah, we're old, but 29 is, I'm it's kidding. like, How you know, prime time for, for but D is a, But D is so a lifer. He is, he's, he's a dyed-in-the-wool lifer. Cool. So can, can you see this? Yeah. Yes. Wow. Once he, he gave his big scene. <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's one little bit you should see. So then I go upstairs and we do the encore and then the movie's over. I'm ready to see that in its entirety. That's fucking that cool. That movie looks like a masterpiece. Holy shit. <laughs> oh, you guys are the first ones to see any of it. Unbelievable. Thanks for, for showing me. The well, thanks for watching it. I, I showed you more than I meant to show you, but then I was like, well, we got to show Ben and Gabe. Well, I, I didn't see the Bound for the Floor part, so. Yeah, that'll be, <laughs> that'll be the, <laughs> you'll wait for the premiere for that part. Right. <laughs> Gabe, how, how was your acting? I don't know. You got to tell me because I knew I was acting. Does it look like I'm acting? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, does it does it look like I'm acting? <laughs> does it look does, like I'm does, acting now? <laughs> so, Gabe, you, you got your question already for D. First of all, are you guys going to write the what the answers I've, I've down? I got mine. I got my answer written down. Yeah, Gabe, do you we, have it written we down? We have this. We have this bit that we do with the guests. I don't know if you've listened to the podcast very often, but we have to ask the first and very important question. And let me write down okay. my answer first because we predict what you're going to say. Okay. Interesting. And I'm 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 in the lead right now when I'm getting this right. I think. Well, not getting it right, but being on my side. So, <laughs> out of two bands. 
though. Side by side. I like you how you never one. quite remember the question. How many? How many? How many guests have we had so far this year? Three. So Three. it's two to one. Two to one. Okay. All right. All right. All right. So if you, you have two bands this to up, pick from. Yes, yeah, so you have two bands to pick from. You can only choose one. I don't know which way he's going to go. All right. We have two bands. One is the Replacements, and the other is Iron Maiden. You have to choose one. And this is to play with, or just to no. To have in your collection to listen to on a deserted island, you can only listen to one band. You can only like listen that. to one band for the rest of your life. Replacements or Iron Maiden? <laughs> okay. It is funny. Gabe can never remember this question in a way. All right. right. I try and make it different every time, but let's let's see what he says. By the way, this is a new variation. I've never heard the thing where this is the only band you'll ever get to listen to again. That's a new wrinkle. It's the same question, just different ways of saying it. Okay. okay. And, and Scott thinks he knows what I'm No, gonna... no, I don't know which way you're going to go. I, I got it down. These ben. two guys have written down <laughs> what they think you're going to say. Okay. I'm going with Iron Maiden. Ah! <laughs> you can't see what I wrote here. It says Iron Maiden. <laughs> well, you, you, uh, I wrote, he doesn't know either one. <laughs> oh, <laughs> ageist. Why, That's why, ageism. Why do you think that I would say I don't know either one? I don't know. They're both like... Uh, they're both, I feel like, older bands than you've mentioned so far on the show. That's all he plays with is older bands. No, I know, but even the, even like when he's talking about his influences, it's like just a generation past the replay. He's talking about the Pixies and Weezer and um, you know uh, Offspring and stuff, and that's just mm-hmm. sort of the next phase. Iron Maiden transcends time. They're right. somewhere well, so- in time. <laughs> but you do you have listened to both bands. Not much of replacements, I don't yes. think so, actually. Because they suck, right? Three to one. We're starting this year off right. I think I think I was a loser last year, but this year uh, we're in the, we're going to pad the lead. And I had no way. I didn't know which way you were going to go until. All right, you're going to need to pad that lead. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Since I've adopted bridges. Yeah, that's when Uncle cut me out of his will You won't dare tear down your wall My granny voted Reagan, ouch I'm just a token of right or wrong They won't waste my time, all right And now I'm sick of waiting I know I I've got a rule And I'm crawling to the top Got you running in circles now You wanna take them out You play their games tonight Oh, bad habits start to chase me I try to erase Everyone's watching you Got you running in circles now You are the same amount You play their games tonight 
Tell her it's a science fiction movie because technically it is. Okay. She'll probably uh, listen to my this uh, podcast. We'll just cut uh, this out. Guess. Don't worry about it. Okay. We, she won't know what's coming. <laughs> we, we, right. we always cut everything out. Ask Gabe. We cut all of his stuff out. Yeah, you could just bleep it out. Gabe hasn't part. been on an episode in like three months. He just doesn't know it. Mm-hmm. I don't listen to him because I'm on him now. I don't have to listen to it again. Well, good because you're not in those episodes. You're not in any episodes. This is it. This is we do this for you, and then we cut you out when we do the thing for everybody else. I heard myself a few times when I played it back. Those are those are just the ones that we send to you. It's it. <laughs> we have a whole fake feed but, that we send. Yeah, it's <laughs> hijacked. <laughs> it's very Cronenbergian what we're, we're we're doing to you. But he's hijacked your feed. You think you're listening to stuff. Actually, that last Iron Maiden record that you thought was a new Iron Maiden record, that's the second replacements record is what you've been listening to for the last two years. It's just sped up a bit. I don't think so. Are you sure? Yes. Are you? Sure? I I mean to go back and listen to the podcast, but we're it's like... When you record a record and you're done with it. You're not hurting my feelings. You know, I don't give a shit what you do. Yeah, I'm just one person, you know, to, to, to get the extra listen. But I already listened to it when, I'm, when we're doing it. I don't we don't care it. about you be listening because, you know, for ratings. We just want you to be involved in this. You I think am involved right you now. Think you're, you listening is going to put us over the top. We're going to yes. get in syndication because of you. No, we're not worried about that. I listen to it while we're doing it. There's no more listening needs to be done. I heard. I it. watch you, and I know you're not listening. I'm In listening. fact, most of the time, I think that's a. I think you're fucking with my feed. I think that's just a picture of you that just moves <laughs> every once in a while. 
Yeah, yeah, Gabe's whole feat is like one of those heist movies where they like have a loop of like an empty hallway and then they're exactly like carrying artwork out of the museum. We don't mean to fight in front of you, D, but <laughs> god damn it. Unlike Radke, we do fight. No, you're, you're cool. <laughs> There's a lot of fighting going on in Radke. I thought you said there wasn't. No, I'm joking. Okay. Oh, now you're getting me. I get it. <laughs> the student has become the master. I'm a lazy dropout. I'm a fail soaking in himself. I'm a loser sleeping on your couch. I'm a selfish asshole. I'm the one that's causing all your stress. I'm the one who's never.